Hey everybody, I'm so glad you've joined us today on YouTube and Facebook. We're beginning a brand new series called Glow. I'll never forget being in some of the darkest dark that I've ever seen. I, I was a youth pastor for uh, junior high and high school students in Northern California, and every year, every summer, we would take the youth group to Big Sur State Park, and we'd camp in tents all week together and just really enjoy a great time. This particular year, all the guys decided that we were going to play laser tag in the dark. Well, actually, I decided that we were going to play laser tag in the dark, but I had no idea how dark it would really be in the trees of Big Sur. So the game was capture the flag, and uh, we had done a few rounds of this, and now it was my team that was defending the flag. The other team was attacking. And I was a sniper, so I was perched up in a tree near a trash dumpster that was located just below the tree. I could barely see. It was so dark. I could barely see anything. I, I could see shapes and shadows, and that, that was pretty much it. And I knew that when I shot this laser tag rifle that I had, that it would show a red light, and it would give my position away. So I waited very carefully. And then I saw someone coming. And they were getting closer and closer. So I pulled the trigger, beep, 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 and I got him. And then I saw someone else. I pulled the trigger, beep, 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 and I got him again. And so I was so excited. And then all of a sudden, I see someone running full steam, full stride, right at the tree, right at me. And I knew that they were going to get close enough because I had given away my position. And all of a sudden, I hear this crash. And then I hear this voice crying out in pain. Oh. See, because of the darkness, the runner didn't see the short metal poles that were in front of the dumpster. And he caught one in just the right place, if you know what I mean. And so the pole was the talk of our youth group for months. And you know, he learned something that day. He learned you can't see where you're going in the dark. He also learned you can get really hurt in the dark. And that not every idea that the youth pastor has is a good one. What comes to mind when you think about darkness? We're in the midst of this virus crisis right now, and it's been called a time of darkness. It's a, a physical, relational, emotional, financial struggle that everybody is going through. This pandemic has created a sense of darkness for, for so many of us. You know, as a kid, I remember darkness being scary. I mean, monsters hide in the darkness. And so that closet door that was in my bedroom always had to be closed when I would go to bed. And I remember that I would never let my leg or my arm hang over the side of the bed because that monster under my bed would grab it and pull me under. As an adult, darkness comes in crisis when I don't expect it. Darkness comes during loss, during pain. Darkness comes in storms and struggles. Darkness affects relationships and emotions and, and my perspectives. Darkness limits love. It limits forgiveness. It, it limits futures. Darkness sucks the very life out of marriages and families. Darkness blinds us from reality, makes us confused. Darkness causes us to lose our way. It, it makes us afraid. Darkness makes us feel that we're all alone. 
Darkness overwhelms. Darkness isolates. Darkness suffocates. Oh, but light, light pushes back the darkness. Light chases fear away. It permeates everywhere. You leave the light on and there's no monsters in the room. Light allows us to see what's real, to see what's really there. Light gives clarity. Light reveals. It allows us to know. Light changes things. It changes our perspective. It changes our mood. Light brings life. And right now, our world needs light. Your friends need light. Your coworkers, your, your neighbors, your family members need light. Right now, you need light, and so do I, because we need life. I, I notice how Jesus describes himself. Take a look, John 8, verse 12. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Now, Jesus was making this claim, this vivid claim, during the festival of, of shelters. It was also known as the Jewish Feast of Tabernacles. It was all about celebrating what God had done for his people as he led them through the desert for 40 years on their way to the promised land. And there were two things about this festival that makes it stand out more than any other. First, for seven days, seven entire days, the entire nation of Israel would live outside in tents. I mean, every family would move outdoors to remember what their ancestors had faced while living in the desert for 40 years. Um, on the opening night of the festival was what was called uh, the illumination of the temple. And, and in this court where most of the people were, there were these four huge golden lampstands. Uh, basically a 75-foot structure that, that had a huge bowl of oil on top of it. And, and with great ceremony and celebration, when night came, these lampstands were lit on fire and they cast light throughout the entire city of Jerusalem. This was to remind the Jewish people that God had led their ancestors in the desert for 40 years with a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. It was against this backdrop that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am. I mean, by using this phrase, I am, Jesus is pointing to an exact Old Testament reference. I am is the covenant name that he gave to Moses in Exodus 3. So when Jesus uses this phrase, I am, Jesus is declaring himself to be the son of God. And I gotta tell you, I can't overstate how huge this would have been for Jewish ears. This would have been shocking, almost scandalous. In a Jewish culture where they don't even say the name of God out loud, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The light, not a light, not one of the lights. Jesus said, there's no other light other than him. If there is a light in the world, it's gonna be Jesus. It is Jesus or darkness. There is no other option. In fact, the writer John, the apostle John, had already described Jesus as light when he started off writing 
his gospel. Take a look at John 1. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's only one and only Son. Jesus says, I am the light of the world, not just for the Jews, but to everyone. In Isaiah 42 and Isaiah 49, there are prophecies given about the Messiah. And God says that he will send someone who will be a light to the world. So Jesus is not just a light to the Jews, but to the world, of the world. John 3, we're told that God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son, so that whoever believes in him may not be lost, but have life. God loves our world. That's our theme, by the way, glow. God loves our world, the whole world. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. He said, if you follow me. What does it mean to follow Jesus? Often we reduce following Jesus to simply believing in Jesus. And it begins with believing But it goes beyond that. See, the word follow in the original Greek, which by the way, the New Testament was written originally in Greek and then then later translated, some, some Aramaic, but it was translated into English so that we could understand it. But in the original Greek, this word follow means to go with, to to accompany. So Jesus is saying, if you follow me, we're not talking about belief, we're talking about moving, we're talking about Doing Basically, following Jesus means trusting him and doing what Jesus says. In fact, you won't follow someone you don't trust. And the way that you prove you trust them is by doing what they say. Religion is all about keeping the rules and going through the motions. But, but following Jesus is all about change and movement. You can't stay the way you are. You can't stay where you are. You have to change. I have to change. Your life will have to move in a new direction if you're following Jesus. And if you're following him, Jesus says, you won't walk in darkness. In fact, Jesus says in John 12, a little bit later, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. So Jesus said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus says that that people that live in darkness, they, they do so because they don't follow him. And those who walk in darkness cannot see where they're going. 
People end up ruining their lives. People end up ruining the lives of those around them because they're walking in darkness. The Apostle Paul writes this, their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life that God gives because they have closed their mind and hardened their hearts to God. But if you're following Jesus, you won't live in darkness. That's what Jesus is saying. I mean, can't you just see Jesus standing there? I mean, these, these huge, big lampstands. Now, we don't know if they were lit while he was teaching or maybe they had been extinguished and he was there the next day. But whatever the case, he was near these big lampstands in this courtyard. And he says to those around, I am the light of the world. My light, he's saying, my light will never go out. Not like these lampstands. You don't have to walk in darkness. I know the way out of darkness, he says. I will lead you into life, is what Jesus is saying. He's telling us that just as much as we need light, our souls need him. Jesus brings light. He brings life into our lives. Jesus says, if you follow me, You won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Jesus will not only give light, but he will give life to those who follow him. He's the only one who offers life. He is the only source of real life. It's interesting that the Apostle John also wrote some letters, not just the gospel, but some letters in the New Testament. And in the first letter that he wrote in chapter 5, John says this, whoever has the Son has life. Whoever doesn't have the Son doesn't have life. It's pretty clear. So, So friends, a couple questions for you today. Are you living in darkness? I mean, you can change that. You can live in light. You can experience the life that Jesus gives. John tells us that God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have life through him. If you're not following Jesus, you have darkness. If you're not following Jesus, you're missing out on the only source of life. So my last question to you today is, why aren't you following Jesus? I mean, if you want to begin to follow Jesus today, tell Jesus that you believe that he is the son of God, that he died on the cross and he rose again, what Easter is all about. Tell him you believe this. Ask Jesus to forgive the sins in your life so that you can receive the life that he offers you. And then tell Jesus that you will trust him and ask him to be the leader of your life. If you're already a follower of Jesus today, why are you the same? I mean, that's a good question, isn't it? It's time to stop living in darkness and experience light and life. It's time to change. It's time to do what Jesus is telling you to do. We're going to talk more about that next week in part two. I hope you join us next week for part two of GLOW. But today, let me pray for us. Father, thank you for meeting us in this place, wherever we are. We're in our homes, we're watching on different devices, but I know that you're with us, and I know that you're speaking into our lives. 
And we ask that on this Easter Sunday, 2020, that we will um, experience you, that, that we won't go through this online experience and miss out on experiencing you today. Jesus, for those that are watching today that have never followed you, I ask that you would begin to speak into their lives and into their heart, that you would, that you would draw them to you, that they would make a choice to follow you, that they would talk to you about how they believe, express their belief to you that you, Jesus, are the Son of God, that you died on a cross, you rose again, what Easter is all about, and that they would ask you to be the leader of their life. For those of us that are already following Jesus, God, challenge us today toward change. Thank you for using this way of broadcasting your message to make a difference in our lives. We thank you that no matter what happens in our world, you are still God. You love us. And you have sent your son, Jesus, as a light to bring life to us. We pray this in your name. And everybody said, amen.